0: I am Rabbi Tweet Jacobson with New Radio Media, and we will spend the next hour talking to her, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. Peter. How about Nagila? I went back to this song. Yes, you did. this song is in the news this week. The Olympics. It was in the Olympics. So for those who have been paying attention, <laughs> there's actually an Israeli ice skater. Okay. I-, I think he was Bulgarian or Romanian. I forgot which one. His name is Alexei. Bachenkov, I think I got it right. Sounds great. So he actually did his dance or his skating, his whatever you call it.
1: His, his ice movements. He
0: did it to Havana Gila.
1: I think it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, he did it win.
1: You know, since we're on the sports scene um, and baseball's around the corner, for those of you that are, love spring training and knowing that spring is really coming shortly, there are a number of ball teams that use Havana Gila for the entrance of their ball players.
0: I haven't heard that, but it works for me. I would hope so. It works. There are, I don't know how many Jewish players. We actually had one in Detroit. Yes, we did. And they traded him away.
1: They moved him on, and so so did the manager.
0: And so did the manager.
1: So we have a lot of stuff happening, and let's talk Torah today.
0: Lots of stuff. I wanted to open, we're going to talk about Menorah a lot today. Okay. So as a quick intro, my class, Yes. uh, we had a whole party today. Great. We actually finished... The book of Genesis, it's first grade, second grade, by the middle of third grade. So they've completed that book, and we move on to the next book. So we celebrate the boys have to sing a song that I teach them, and they each get up on a speech. We had, I don't know, 150 people in the auditorium, and we had a brunch. But I sent home the first note, and the boarder had a lot of menorahs on the, on the invitation. Very nice. So, of course, they asked me. Why? Why? And really there was no good reason. It happened to be that I picked. Um, it just was a nice border. But there really are good reasons, which I hope we're going to get into today. I sure hope so. Yeah, lots of good reasons. Because what we f-
1: got we got photos.
0: We got pictures. We got pictures of people. People. We got all. We got flowers. We got it all. We got it all. So we got lots of things. We'll get into the menorah. Lots of things to talk about. We'll get into the world's greatest fundraiser. We'll talk about why. We'll get into some of the vessels. We'll talk about the ark. We'll try to talk about the those figures of uh, angels or children that were over the ark, called the cherubim Chubins. or keruvim. Okay. We'll talk about that. Lots about the menorah. Talk about the uh, menorah in front of the knesset. I learned a lot this week in my I bet research. You. <laughs> who made it? When it was donated? Yes, Lots.
1: We want to thank. Uh, we we won't give it away just yet, but we want to thank a certain country.
0: Yes, we'd like to thank a certain country for that. Yes, we'll thank that country. All good things. And one last just note.
1: I want my letter of the day, please.
0: And a letter of the day. I
1: would like my letter of the day. We have
0: our ches letter. A letter of the day will okay. be coming towards the end. All right. And just and when we get to that letter of the day, we're going to talk about something just strange in the news this week. Um, There's been so many strange yeah, A lot of strange stuff since. in the news, unfortunately. <laughs> a lot of strange stuff. But in New York, they're trying to set up a new law. I don't know if you heard about this. Um you are no longer allowed to have a best friend no more best friend you can have friends i don't know if it's like facebook or something but no more best friend we want to do away with the best friend and the the department of education of new york is working on this plan and we'll discuss if we think that's a good well, idea well you got me
1: so lost on this one why i am so because everybody has a best friend
0: and everyone should have a best friend. That's right. There, there's it's the confidant.
1: Be the best friend is the confidant.
0: It's an important, it's part of growing up, and, and it's it, life. And
1: it's going to go back to the Torah when Moses had a confidant.
0: Yeah, but Moses' friend is his brother. That's right. But it's still a friend. Yes, it is. And we're going to talk about friends. We're going to talk about why friends are important. That'll be our word of the day later on. All that we're going to look together. I into. want to go
1: back, though. You were with the students today. Yes. What were you guys making? I mean, well, you guys were celebrating the the end of Baruchese. I mean, right? What were you cel- What were you eating? I mean,
0: uh, I got, that, I got, I
1: got. I'm getting hungry. We had
0: a great breakfast. I actually had mothers help me. It was a a great new idea. We had a brunch. A brunch. We had bagels.
1: Okay. We Number had cream one. Cream cheese. Good. And
0: butter. We brought in toasters. I had mothers making eggs. I had a mother make pancakes. Now they're children. So yep. I walked around with the syrup. If anybody yep. wants some okay. drops, I, I told the parents as we started. Because usually we have a whole meal, maybe pizza or hot Uh dogs, and there's always soda. So years ago... That's not really a breakfast meal. No, we usually do it lunchtime. We usually do it later. (laughs) But since we do this show, during the time I would do that lunch, I said, it didn't work so good. We'll we'll make it earlier. So I always had an issue because without fail, there's always a child or two that will spill... either sewed all over themselves or ketchup will squirt all over their nice white shirt. <laughs> so this time, the brunch was after the presentation, oh. a 9.30 presentation, which some parents had to wake up a little early yes. for a Sunday morning, okay. but they were good about it because their kids would have been upset mm-hmm. if they wouldn't have showed up. Yes. Had a different word in mind, but... I
1: know, we won't go there. I
0: guess staying far away from that word. Yes. but uh,
1: So in the meantime... You're, the way you're sharing the little story about how these kids uh, eat—a little sloppy, shall we say? A little. Do we have to give them all new radio media
0: bibs? We do. I don't know if we have them yet, but we we should.
1: I think. Or an apron. A napkin. New napkins. radio or napkins. A
0: napkins or okay. paper towels. All right. And what we really need is to tell everyone our phone number
1: and how to contact us.
0: You can call in. You can join our conversation. <laughs> if there's anything we're talking about that you would like to discuss, please call us at eight four four. Nine 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 two four nine. That's eight four four nine 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 two four nine. And if Drew lets you through, then
1: congratulations! You can to us. Congratulations!
0: <laughs> and um, you could ask him any question you want. Right. He probably doesn't know what I'm talking about this week. But that's okay. But he's looking at me. Uh, can he great. hear me? Let's take a look. He, he can push he's that magic hiding. button. You can push that button. No, that's okay. We'll be fine. Drew, right. if he's talking, he is talking. He- it, it, oh. no.
1: Jake, Jake oh, is in the room. Man. That's very good, though.
0: I said Drew. Yeah, you that did. That is terrible. I apologize. But
1: Tony's first. on the uh, See, soundboard today, I and I called uh,
0: Drew. I meant Jake. I gotta write that down because Kelsey's you know, on audio today. Kelsey's here. I'm, I don't want to make a mistake at the end when I thank you and thank the wrong person. That's terrible.
1: But the other thing, too, that we want to let everybody know yes. is you can get us by app on either the Google Store. You can go to
0: the or, Google Store or, or the, the Apple, Apple Store, and mm-hmm. you can get us on NRM Streams. With a Z. Ending with a Z. And that way you can always pick up the show. I'm not sure if the, if the video if the working. is live. Yeah, it's, it's, it should uh, be it,
1: working. They're all in their live? heads. Thank goodness. Oh, that's cool. Thank Muzzle tough.
0: No, because I wasn't sure. I know on the on the website the visual works. I just don't remember if it works. But if they we, the said, guys, we have works.
1: we have such a high talented staff here. Yes, this is great. Yes, this is great. And so we didn't now, have fuzzy music. We're I know. Good. And now I want to go back to the world's greatest fundraiser. The I world's thought. Greatest fundraiser. I thought. I was always told I was one of the greatest.
0: You are one of the greatest. But right?
1: I'm willing to relinquish that. Yeah,
0: you're gonna. This one you're gonna lose. Moses <laughs> Moses comes down. It's not. It's the, the Torah portions are almost out of order. Moses this week, or last week, yep. is told about building a tabernacle or a mishkan, and he's told the supplies that he needs. Okay. And interesting enough, money is not one of the supplies.
1: Well, in the desert, the ATMs were down anyway.
0: The ATMs were down, but silver is still money.
1: Silver was big money. But
0: they didn't ask for money. We asked for stuff.
1: What's the definition of stuff?
0: Stuff could be gold, or copper, or linen. Was or this for wool the
1: manufacturing, to, to manufacture, to build um, our ark, to build covers for the Torah? Yeah, everything. The whole, okay.
0: the whole shebang. We need a building with wooden walls. Okay. We need curtains to cover it. We have different vessels. A big box, which they're going to put the tablets inside of. Okay. We're going to have the menorah, which I right. you know. Uh, uh Peter's very excited about the menorah this week. Well, Everything else he's well, going to well, push to the side. <laughs> um, no. we have we have the table for the mm-hmm. showbread, yes. known as lechem panim. But- We're going to have the outside altar, inside altar next week, but in a couple weeks from now, um they actually go through the actual collection. Okay. So they give an announcement, this is all the stuff we need. Please bring it. All right. Within 2 days, the message came back, we have enough.
1: Not like around this place. Not
0: like around this place. Not like around any fundraiser I've ever I, I
1: know. We can talk about your place yeah. later. No one has ever said to me, <laughs> you know, you have goals.
0: All oh, fundraisers oh, yeah. have goals. So I've never heard yet, as we get towards the goal, okay, guys, we hit the goal. Please, all fundraisers, please stop. Yeah. That's, to my knowledge.
1: I've never seen it.
0: That's why this is, is the unique. world's greatest fundraiser. Because they said, please stop donating. We have no use. If we don't need it. We don't want it. Okay. It was actually a two-day fundraiser. Day three, they sent out the message, and they had all the materials that they were going to need. Even the silver, by the way, that they asked to collect, they never really collected silver. There was, I'll call it a tax. Okay. Where where they counted the Jewish people to know how many, they gave a half a shekel, whatever that was in value— not a very big value, it was used for the sockets. It was going to be used for So it was more for, so that everybody sacrifices. could have an
1: equal participation and feel like they participated.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was for. We right. wanted there were certain things like the like the public sacrifices. Mm-hmm. everyone needed a part. Right. And interesting enough, the sockets we wanted everyone to have and which equal I think share. is
1: probably the most important part of this great fundraiser was that everybody shared in it, and it wasn't like just this end of the community, what we could say the the elite or the upper middle, and above this way, all from the the lowest rank to the highest.
0: I actually, read a story this week about that. There was a it happened a few times. I, I didn't understand the whole story because it sounded a little strange, but there was a a school in Rotten in the 90, early 1900s, and it was run by a great, well known sage, the Chafetz chayim He was he's fairly well known. He has a famous book about slander, about not speaking slander, okay. what is slander. And a wealthy man came to him, according to the story, mm-hmm. and said, I want to get, pay all your bills for the next five years, which is pretty fantastic. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> and he said, the Chavitz Chaim said, I can't let you pay everything. We, this is the type of work that we share. We have to give an opportunity to everybody be part of education. And again, we have never had that problem where I am. <laughs> so, but we accept donations from all large and small politicians. Try it sometimes. Right. You know, I only want to take donations under hundred dollars, and uh, to, again, just to to get a a groundswell of, of support. But we want everyone involved in in, in these types of projects. So gotcha. that, yeah, that's our that's our fundraiser. Okay. And uh, there was a trend. We we'll get to that trending in a second. Just an interesting verse.
1: The mi- is this the make me a temple? Yes. Are
0: you familiar with that verse?
1: Well, I'll say it. Make me a temple. And I will make for
0: me a make for me a temple.
1: And I will dwell God. Right. And I will dwell And
0: I will dwell in your
1: midst. In your midst. Right. Your midst. It
0: shouldn't be your.
1: No, not not no. Y-O-U-R.
0: Right. Y-O-U-R. It shouldn't yeah, be your. your. It should be it. You're making a tabernacle. Correct. We'll call it a sanctuary. God's presence is going to rest in this teeny building. So make for me a temple and I'll hang out there. Very, very good. But the verse says, make for me a temple and I'll hang out with you. And as the we're going to
1: share, we're going to share,
0: we're going to be more than share. God is going to be in us. Correct. In other words, the verse is telling you, you do what I tell you. God says, if you do what I tell you, then I'll hang out with you.
1: And I'll be part of you.
0: I'll be part of you. I'll be inside of you, which is really what we're always looking to accomplish. Correct. And as that we had a lot of times. We do what we're supposed to do, and God is going to take care of us. We had it numerous times. And as, a, as we move along, the purpose, by the way, one of the main purposes, yes, God will be there with us, but it, it's the opportunity to become close to God and to do something wrong. You bring a sacrifice, you repent, you say you're sorry which led me to a different part of trending news this week. This okay. was really, All right. I didn't see the video. And now
1: yet. the trending news.
0: Now another piece of trending news. This trending is a fascinating news. one. I don't know, you got to wonder what people would do. Tony, you can think about this one. Imagine, I mean, it happened last week. There was a criminal. I guess he <laughs> stole from a store. He was caught. Mm-hmm. And I guess the owner of the store gave him a choice. The choice is either you're going to do jail time, which is pretty normal. Or you can go onto Facebook Live. We're going to video you apologizing on Facebook Live. Now you know it could go and it did. It could go everywhere. Correct. What would you rather? Would you rather sit in jail? Boom. Or would you rather do you have the guts mm-hmm. to publicly admit that you did something wrong?
1: I think I gotta go with the publicly admit. You could do it. I don't it. know. Yeah, I could do it. I mean, if it means your freedom, I think I think you could do it. But you've got I, to do it with soul. Yeah, you got to. I mean, be, you got to be sincere about you, it. That's right. Be, yeah. I mean, if you you're just going to go and say, "All well, right, I'm very sorry for what I did, and I want to thank you very
0: much," you know, I don't know. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Jake, could you do it? I wonder if Jake could do it. You know, it's very easy to say people until that time it. comes when you realize this thing was—I don't know how many people saw it. Eventually, they took it off as guy, like, I felt bad from so many people saw this video you didn't see it so many people saw this live stream it's pretty embarrassing well it's, it's the new form it's
1: a new form of community service in the sense that there's no incarceration so if I'm not giving you incarceration the public apology with sincerity is no different than if I put you on a crew somewhere and you have to knock on every door and say I'm going to clean your, your front lawn because of what I did in the neighborhood, and I apologize for my error.
0: Yeah, but we're, it, it, I, I think it's a great idea. I think the Torah likes that kind of idea because when you go through the Torah, we talked last week about the, the Jewish slave, and, uh, and that's how he was going to get back into society as a, uh, as a, as a good citizen. Right. You don't really find in the Torah the concept of jail. We have the concept of repentance. Repentance. There are punishments. There could be lashes. There could be sacrifices. There's money. The
1: the incarceration was a different formula back then, first of all. Like you said, the the slave for six years, you know, so and then you could move on and get your freedom accordingly, and et cetera. And especially because a Jew was having, quote, unquote, this definition of slave. Right. Which was a very unique thing. Very unique. So how do you— how do you take this if we're not gonna since we didn't have incarceration, we didn't have jails, you know, and in the walls and all that, you have you actually have a you have a freedom, freedom of confinement and movement, but responsible to the party that you were told you will be with.
0: Good. All good, but but again, at the same time, this idea that this guy came up with and I was when well. He we went did, out of
1: the box. He went he out went of out the box.
0: box. It's not so out of the box, because for example on your Kipper the high holidays, that's really what we're doing. Right. If we recognize that we did something wrong, and we can admit, we're already hopefully, if we're honest, I mean, that may be the problem nowadays, but if we can be honest with ourselves and with people we've hurt, um, and we honestly admit we did something wrong, we can move on with life. Yes. I do it in my class. I mean, they're third graders. We're obviously not perfect. The first thing I try to do is, when I talk to the child, we're not Right. You remember third grade. <laughs> we weren't so perfect. So, so first I have to explain, can you understand, can you tell me what you did wrong? If you can't tell me what you did wrong, I, I, like what's the point? I'll make a writing assignment, just stand in the hallway. Right. I, all I'm accomplishing is you're not disturbing my class. But I'm not correcting what was wrong. So here, I think the guy found a very interesting way. Again, if all of a sudden thousands of people are doing it every day. Then it
1: destroys the whole concept. I, I think
0: it would lose it. Right. But I think it was pretty cool. I think it was pretty cool. Okay. So that's now, the, uh, once we get into the tabernacle, right. the most important part of the tabernacle happens to be the Ark. As much as we want to get into the menorah. No, the Ark is. We got we to we touch on the Ark. The Ark, for all intents and purposes, is a big box. It's actually it, three
1: boxes. It's, but it's, the arc is. Let's do it this way. It's like having a house. You know, you have a door. You have doors. And you open it up. It's what's behind the doors. Yeah, but it this becomes, is almost
0: like what's in your closet or in your. Well, you're in, in the house. Cabinet.
1: You're in the house because that's that's the, the bet Dash originally, as we talked about. Sure. So then you go in, and there's your arc. All right. So you can say that's your big closet, but still, there's some. There's still the next challenge beyond when I open those doors.
0: Okay, and okay. I was to give people an idea of what Peter's talking about, in the tabernacle, the Mishkan, there's two basic rooms. There's the front room, the holy, and then there's a partition. There's the next room called the holy of holies, in which is the ark. The ark of the covenant, I think people call it. Right. Or we call it the Aron, the Aronakodesh, the holy ark. It is a big box. It's actually a wood box with an inside gold box, an outside gold box, has rings. It has two poles which stay there. Correct. See if we get into it. It has a you a a very heavy cover, just a slab of gold, if you can imagine, about three and a half to four inches thick, by about uh, two two and a half three feet by one and a half or two feet. And on top of it are actually two figures. We told you called the Kruvim, um, the Cherubs. They some say they had faces of children. Um, Their bodies weren't fully formed, and there's wings that actually go over and touch on top and sort of cover or protect the Ark. But what was important, what was inside, you had the first tablets that Moses broke. The second tablets that he did not break, those are all inside. And then it's debatable if the first Torah scroll that Moses wrote, if it was actually also put in there, or if it was outside. That's debatable Depending on sizes, but Correct. that's it. That's there are other things in the room also, but for the most part the room is empty except for these things. That is the arc.
1: So that becomes our big box as we think of it. And then from there, you know, certain things never get removed. Like you talked about the poles. You know, we think of like we build something and we want to lift something up and
0: take it, then we can take it down, we put the poles in the corner and we're right, we go back. These are non-removable. Right. Interesting enough, all the other vessels, when they traveled in the desert, they had uh, poles and they carried them. Correct. These poles actually are never removed because of what they symbolize. And a lot of what happens in the tabernacle is we're trying to symbolize and do a lot of teaching in what things look like. So these poles, there's actually a command that they not be removed. So I believe when they made them, they were very tight. The reason they're not removed is because they support, they support the Ark. And sup- the Ark, which has the the tablets, the luchos in them, represent, not only represent, our Torah. And that's the study of Torah. Well, and let's talk Torah. And the, <laughs> and the Poles, and the Poles support Torah. So we're trying to make a statement that we never want those who study the Torah, and those who support the Torah, we don't want them separate. They should hang out together. They, we're, we're showing you with the ark. We want supporters and those who study to be together. That's the whole point. Those that study will give over to those who support. Those who support will give over the, to those who study. Very good. One of my uh, students, I mean, I have them all prepared. Right. I give them their, their little speeches to say, and I have a large class, so one boy asks the question, one boy gives the answer. So one of the questions was, interesting enough, when Jacob is giving the blessings to his children, so he gives Zebulun's blessing before Yisacher, Yisacher's, um blessing. So the question is, why are they out of order? That was
1: okay, the question. Okay, that was the question. And the
0: answer is a pretty famous answer. Um, it's, there's a famous type of support called Yisacher's in Partnership. That's what it's called, hmm. that This Yisachar, Yisachar's family will sit and study Torah, and Zebulun, you've heard maybe Zebulun societies, uh, the Zebuluns, they were merchants, and they had the boats and the docks. They would support Yisachar's Torah. So Zebulun, or Zebulun, goes first to show his importance. But you should know it was a fascinating partnership. It wasn't, how much do you need this month? Let me give you some money for clothes. Go buy some new clothes. Buy a new (laughs) pair of shoes. Do you know what the partnership was? Peter, you ever heard what this partnership how they did it? No. This one you got me on. This one I got you. I'm I'm listening. You're listening. You're learning. I'm listening. Listening and learning. Um, The answer is it was a 50-50 partnership.
1: Well, I got that much.
0: No, 50-50 means that when Zebulun goes out on the high seas and he comes back with a boat and he just made a million dollars in profits, half those profits, not 10%, not 20%, half half those profits go to your sucker. Right. And therefore, Yisachar, who's busy studying, and he's building up his reward in uh, in God's bank account, um, half of those rewards go back to Zebulun. It's really a 50-50 partnership, which is fascinating because nowadays— it's, You don't see that. No, enough. you want to help somebody. There are people who who will find a person they almost adopt and they take care of, but never to the extent— of a, of a 50-50 partnership. But that's what we're trying to show you with the ark and the poles and the net removed, that there's a partnership. And that's what the Torah wants. Those who study, those who support, it's a partnership. That's, uh, that's what we're looking for. So
1: we, let's kind of wrap up this little segment here for a minute, and then we're going to go on. Um, so we've got the ark, you know, the big box. and Okay, we've talked about that. Shurubim.
0: Right. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. That showed God's love. Right. And then we have, you know, the you know, we have the cover that goes over the Torah. Right. We've got those three pieces. What are we missing here? Anything?
0: Well, I think we should. At and I'm least doing
1: this simplistically, understand? Because we only have one hour in which to yeah. do this. so <laughs> we can't get through
0: everything. I mean, I mean, people can, again, if you want to call in and ask anything about some of these uh, symbols, again, 844-999-9249, You can talk talk to us about any of the the vessels, the symbolisms, other questions. I have questions and answers I wrote down that if you don't call me and ask me, I tell my class But how time. about
1: Facebook? Can they get you on Facebook?
0: You can get us on Facebook at Let's Talk Torah. I've uh, had some new people joining recently from, I don't know which countries, it looks like from Israel or the Middle East. And uh, I don't know, I checked them out. Interesting. They're Good. checking us out around the world. I so think that's if, great. So you can, of course, always message us on Facebook. And like we've had in the past, people... Send me information when I don't know something. They have, they're not shy about that. <laughs> they may be shy to call, but please, you want to call in, 844-999-9249, and we'll try to take care of you and try to answer your questions. And if I can't answer the question, no, we we'll don't win a prize. It. We'll no, research
1: no. it. We'll research, we research it. it. That's, that's right. That's
0: the that's... That's way Torah works. You don't know all the answers. You, um, I mean, I tell people all the time in class, when you're teaching students, you do need a lot of knowledge. It's unfair to not to get nervous because a child asked a question that you were too lazy to answer. That's the, the answer. same thing
1: in business. Client can ask a question all day long and you may not have the answer. And the first thing you have to say is, I'm glad you brought the question forward. I want to get back to you on it.
0: Right, so I could cheat a little more because I have a lot of parents that are quite smart. So And sometimes the <laughs> questions are not really appropriate to answer in class. So I say that's a great question. <clears throat> your father would be so happy if you <laughs> asked that question. And then I'll ask him a day or two later. Did you ask your father? What no? question? What question? What question? Yeah. <laughs> well, one day. One day. Maybe during the break I'll tell you some of these questions. But not today. <laughs> um, There's an interesting thing to notice. There were two. I told you there were two. him. Two of them. Okay. The number two is obviously important. There is heaven and earth, there's spiritual and physical, there's um, there's all kinds of duality things we talk about, there's uh, the two tablets are there, Right. there's the, the oral law, there's the written law, there's laws between man and God, and laws between man and man. Is this, that why
1: they got into the take two tablets every morning when you don't feel good?
0: Probably. I did do that last night. It, it actually worked. It did. I just kind of wondered how that two did come Probably, to be. Probably, yeah. And also, if you do two tablets, you finish the bottle faster. You do. And therefore, you have to buy a. There an, you go. A, <laughs> therefore, you have to buy a new
1: bottle. There you go. Two bottles at a time. And though.
0: I know there's something in my head that I'm trying to think, and I don't think I wrote it down. I didn't. And if it comes to my head later, I'll remember it. Right now, there's something I know that I wanted to. Oh, now I remember. I got it. Okay. Very important. Talk about friends. Very important. Friends. So these cherubs are made out of gold. They're inanimate objects. Right. However, and it'll connect to what we talk about later with our special word of the week, but there was a fascinating thing that happened on the holidays when the Jewish people would go up to the temple. They would open up the curtains and to show you what was happening with the ark. So fascinating. The Talmud tells us that depending how the Jewish people were behaving— would depend on what the these cherubim, the 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 cherubim look like. Right. In other words, if God was happy with the Jewish people, they were hugging. Again, even though they're officially inanimate objects. Right. If we weren't behaving, they actually faced away from each other. Mm-hmm. So you had a pretty good way of telling how things are going. However, what's even more fascinating is by the Second Temple, when they the when they Took out. That is a problem with how I'm explaining this. It's but when okay. they when they looked to see what was going on with the crewmen, when God has destroyed the temple, they actually were hugging. Which is a little bit seems to be.
1: Oc- I mean, it's it's awkward because if if in fact He's not pleased with you, then right. why are, why are we embracing?
0: Exactly the question. I knew I wanted to talk about it, and somehow it's not in your notes and That's it's a- not in my notes. But I, I knew I had to talk about it. I had to remember. So the answer is that sometimes your child needs needs to be disciplined. It happens. happens to all of us. Um, or if Tony's the children, you know, it's, uh, it happens to all of us. Your parents need to discipline. It's the way life goes. But Teachers, we still hug them
1: because we love them.
0: Right. In other words, one has nothing to do with another. Right. Sometimes you need to be disciplined. Sometimes we need to be punished. But it's only because I love you. If I didn't love you, I'd throw you out of my house and I don't want to talk to you. Right. Here... I, I, I love you so much, I have to discipline you. I have to fix whatever is wrong, even though when you're younger you don't believe that I have a clue. I, I, I know, my children I know, they time. never,
1: remember, we don't have a brain until after they're 21 or older. Something like that. Yes. And
0: it's and as the sign on the fridge says, that's right. that it's amazing how much we learned in like a couple of years or something. Not like your <laughs> like whole life. Okay, that, that's what I had to get into.
1: Okay, so it's important that, you know, The message that we we keep getting from the Torah that we're shared with every day, you know, things aren't always the brightest. Things aren't always the most wonderful. But at the end of the day, we still have to face each other, respect each other, and love each other.
0: Definitely. And that... And that's what the Jewish people saw. Now, if you call up and harass me, I'll give you more details. Because there's wow. some problems with these crew of them actually being in existence. But uh, if you're too afraid to call, then, it's you know, right. you can ask Jake, see if he knows the answer.
1: Well, we'll, we'll hit him at the end of the show. We'll find We're out. We're very good on the What You Learn session, we, yeah, section. We are
0: very important. To, and now, to, to make Peter happy, we got well, we to change direction a little bit over here. Wait a minute,
1: wait a minute. I got to go to one other thing before, okay, before we hit the menorah and all that. I want to go back to Moses had some trouble, though. Okay. You know, um, when Moses had trouble, he would deal with the issue, the one issue. Right. So Solomon comes down the road years later. Right. And Solomon could handle ten of those challenges, where Moses could only handle one at a time. So
0: that really gets us into the menorah. Yes, which, it does. Because, because you, I knew you wanted to get into, menorah. Well, gonna just, get into the menorah. You're going to get into the I'm going to work it there. Okay. So, so the menorah was quite intricate, Quite complicated to make, certainly for a nation of people that were clueless when it came to making gold stuff. But uh, Moses cannot figure out how to make it properly. It has to be made out of one big uh, piece of gold and beaten out, and there's flowers, and there's decoration cups, and there's branches, and there's, and there's knobs, and all kinds of stuff. Moses can't do it. So finally, God tells Moses, No problem, throw it into the fire, and it'll come out perfect. Okay, great. It's
1: the best thing I've heard all day.
0: <laughs> How hard could that be? But when we get to Solomon's temple, yes, whatever that is, uh, 360, 400, about 450 years later, um, all of a sudden, um, Solomon decides he wants 10 menorahs besides the one Moses made. Right. And he has no problem creating 10. So the question becomes, what happened that Moses can't make one, and all of a sudden Solomon has no problem making ten. Well, the old
1: joke would be, yeah. like in today's business world, you know, we ma- it, we our R&D department took years to make, and then once we made it, everybody could copy it.
0: Right. right. I know with drugs, and I'm very happy when there's generic drugs because it's quite cheaper for me, but I do understand that the cost to create it Always is tenfold plus. Right, but that's a, a only it's only a little different because there you're gonna you have your chemist go ahead right. and just break it apart. Yeah, that's Here there was obviously something difficult in the making of it, so I, I think we can give almost like a parable, and it's the Olympics. Again. So I think people can relate to this. Um, but there was the, the the most famous story is the four minute mile. Right to what was his name Baxter? Way back. I think his name was Baxter. What was the guy well, the, mile, the first guy four, to break the four minute mile. Someone Jesse
1: Owens. I thought at the no, 1936 so. Olympics. Okay,
0: everybody has their Google. It was a guy Baxter. Ron well, I'm not Baxter. I'm not
1: touching Google. My hands are here. Your hands
0: are here. My hands are here. Someone <laughs> here. will find you. But anyways, everyone said you couldn't break the four minute mile. The human body does not have the ability to run a mile in four minutes. Okay. Sure enough, as soon as I'm again, pretty sure his name is Baxter. As soon as the team's working. This out. guy ran a four minute mile. All of a sudden, within a short period of time... It was hope, boom, boom, boom. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing Now I believe high school runners right. can do the four-minute mile. The
1: four-minute mile is not fashionable anymore.
0: Be- but So what happened? Right? Or in the Olympics? Everybody knows all part of the Olympics, any, any speed, running, distance, all the things they do, which at one point are impossible, all of a sudden, once but, one well, guy...
1: A couple of things happen, though. The body has changed. The training has changed. Um, all of these things took place over years, again, to redefine the challenge.
0: Right, but I think what happens is you need the first person to do it.
1: But that's in anything that And then everybody out. has
0: to do it. Well, that's right. So what happens? Just Why like does we that are, happen?
1: well, just like new radio media. I mean, we're a digital platform. We're like the first in Detroit, really doing what we do.
0: Right? And, are and you I, I guarantee for the it,
1: you got it. So.
0: But they can't copy me.
1: There you go. So Rabbi Zavid, Jacobson, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. (laughs) Let's eh, talk Torah. If they want me, it's going to cost them (laughs) and a whole bunch of other (laughs) people.
0: Okay, that was uh, some personal advertising. Here we go. Why not? Why not? But I think the answer is that we all know it's impossible till somebody does it. Correct. Once we do it, we don't think it's impossible anymore. We've we've rewired. Our minds. It's when something new comes down, it's almost like God sends it down. And then the and challenge. And once it's here, anybody can do it. Right. I mean, again, I can't run a four-minute mile. I can't ski to save my life. I'm There's looking, folks. I'm do. looking at him. Yeah. I'm this looking is at not, yeah, I'm But not, this is
1: the guy that went snowmobiling just a week ago with right. the family I, You and can stuff. put me in the- a little cross-country it, skiing.
0: Put me in one of those. Don't put me on a skeleton thing. That's, <laughs> no, don't. But, yeah, you, know, you put me in the bobsled in the middle, and I'll hold on for dear life, and I hope we won't crash. But once it's been done, once it's been shown that it's possible, so it's almost like God brought the idea down. He allowed us to to comprehend it, to understand it. Then anybody can do it. Okay. Therefore, Moses couldn't do it. That's the first one. Right. Once God sends it down, Solomon could do 10. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with all the things you see in the Olympics. We're forever going ahead and setting new speed records. Records new, are broken
1: every day. All the
0: time. Right. Which is... Really quite amazing. In, in, in all, you know, even in a study hall, by the way, where there's people struggling. or I'm sure it's in other fields in science and stuff where you can have one, one scientist at one end of the world and he makes a discovery. And all of a sudden at the other end of the world, a week later, the next guy makes a discovery. It's almost like the concept has been brought down to us. Right. And that's what happens when we talk about the menorah.
1: So we have this menorah. And now the menorah today, if we go to modern times, has become the symbol for the state of Israel.
0: Right. So Kelsey, who's with us, we have so many pictures. But we have a great picture with people and If we can get that up there. And uh... you know, we're
1: looking while that's happening.
0: Well, I was looking at, him well, realizing that whoa has time. I flown, know time
1: always flies. Oh, we got to get but this We're gonna keep it going to so, get there. Hey, there's there? us. Hey, there's us. Oh, hey, that's a nice picture. We're the happy guys.
0: That's not me in the picture. In case you were wondering, that is not a picture of me. I have two of you now. You have two of me. William. I have two. But then, no, I, But oh, there okay, we are at
1: the menorah in Israel, crossing the
0: Knesset. Right, the Knesset has a very famous menorah that was created by. Do you know who it was, Peter? Keep it's going. in my notes. Well, That's a, cheating. No, no, it's all right. Beneno Elkin. Famous. Yep. Yes, yeah, so he was from which? Oh, in my notes. Well, wait, we,
1: well, that we know. The gift was from the, first of all, the gift was from the British. Yes. And it sits across the street from the Knesset, uh, where you saw my lovely wife and I. Yes. Uh, standing in front of it. And when we look at it and we look at the menorah, it symbolizes universal enlightenment with, you know, the two olive branches that come up. And we've always talked about in Jewish life, olive branches is peace. We yes. want It represents peace. So if we have peace and enlightenment, we're hoping that that's what will fulfill the
0: community. That is what we're looking for. Did you know, by the way, that when he originally made the sculptor, sculpture, I guess, sculpture. and wanted to donate it, he wanted it actually placed in the Knesset?
1: Yes. But so, then if it was in the Knesset, it wasn't for the people. And the key was... To keep it outside so that all could enjoy, and that's a that's a very and that's always been a thing about Israel, and the Jewish people. We've always tried to have it available for everybody. The doors are never closed, the unless doors, of course they're locked.
0: Unless they're locked, uh, and then you ask somebody for the key. You knock and say, "Hello, I'm here, I'm waiting for you." But and now he it, obviously his menorah is not any anything except for the amount of branches. Right. Right. This is not Seven. like the. The Hanukkah menorah, which is Correct. really eight branches plus an extra candle, right. not to be confused with the menorah in the temple, which is six branches plus a, a center Se- stem, right? right. It's a, uh, so there's seven lights on top. Yep. So his, this, so Bino's, that's his name, right? Bino Elkin his, Bino Elkin, his menorah is more fashioned in line with the temple menorah because the is seven. And it
1: came at such a unique time in 1956.
0: Now, did it come on purpose before I said so I didn't get well, my dates so is, well. Well, your
1: your dates are right. The Sinai War, I mean the timing was like impeccable when all of this took place. Because Israel was at its darkest moment and all of a sudden the symbol of light is showing up.
0: Now, did this did this Bino Elkin understand that? Did the British well, that, understand I, I, that I was I couldn't there. interview
1: him at the time, unfortunately. I was still a ute.
0: Still young. Well, somebody should have asked him. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you ever, when, not if,
1: if but you when win.
0: you go to Israel and you go to the Knesset, it's actually a beautiful sculpture. It's, it's gorgeous. He has, do you know how many? I'm sure you know because I probably wrote it in my notes, but you know anyways. He yeah. has actually carved in a whole bunch of scenes, some some from the Bible, some more modern history. Do you know how many he has? 29. 29. I knew you knew that. 29. And there's some famous verses. The Shema is and- there. Plus,
1: not only did it become—because everybody thinks the Star of David, you know, the flag, that's really a symbol of Israel. In the menorah, if you look at all of the um, different aspects of Israel, the patch on the shoulder, uh, you'll see that that's the emblem of Israel. And that's the key. The flag with the Star of David, yes, it's on our military aircraft in Israel, and it's on our military hardware— But on the uniform, it's not the Star of David.
0: It's it's now. I'm just curious. You would know this better than I. No. When did it become the symbol of Israel? Of the state of Israel.
1: Well, it was adopted February tenth, nineteen forty
0: nine. No, but that's oh, so that's when they actually yeah. It wasn't when he donated his um no
1: no his menorah no no the 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 emblem of the state of Israel showing the menorah and the olive branch on each side uh, was adopted February tenth, nineteen (laughs) forty nine.
0: Now, one thing I think is important, it wasn't some... You know, my father always joked we came from a, um, from a little town upstate New York. New York, yes. We talked about it, and uh, this little town had its own flag. So I, I asked him once, I said, like, Community? where did this come from? Yeah, a bunch of guys in a bar one night got together, and they said, <laughs> this is our flag. But, um, but this, this picture of a menorah with the olive branches is actually ancient. It actually goes. It actually predates the, right before the second temple, maybe the beginning of the yeah. second temple in Zechariah. He has a vision. He has a prophecy. And uh, things are not so good. They're trying to build a temple. They're not being so successful. And in his vision, he sees the menorah, mm-hmm. and he sees the two olive branches, which actually are, uh, are pressing oil that's placed into the menorah. And he doesn't know what it stands for. Which is also interesting. He is a prophet. He's supposed to know what the prophecy means. What's the picture for? And he didn't know what it meant. So he goes to the angel who seems to be delivering the message. Because the angel says, you got the picture? You no, know what I, I got the menorah, I not got, the picture. I got, I got the picture. I don't really understand the picture. What, like, what gives with the picture? Yeah, what were the instructions? So he told me, he says, he says, this is the picture to show which is that's why it's interesting when a, when a country uses such a symbol, but the verse says you're not gonna win because you have a bigger army, a stronger army, you have you have better intelligence. You're gonna win because God says so.
1: Well, you know what? It's, it's it's the old story. Even in when when you send your students out, um, or even in the studio here, we have three wonderful young people working with us. What makes it is the passion. Yes, and the passion. In the Enlightenment, if you think about Enlightenment, and I can remember giving a speech where I had to dedicate the menorah in front of a cemetery in Milwaukee for Benebreath International. And everybody kept saying, what are you going to talk about? What are you going to talk about? And I said, well, the menorah. Because the menorah is the eternal flame, the near Tamid. Think Think of the head, you know, as we say, Roche. That is always here. If that flame goes out, then you're gone. But if it's passed through to the next generation, then it's internal.
0: So it's interesting it's, that it
1: you're going in a flame of passion. I'm going with passion. You're going with passion.
0: I like passion.
1: Because just, just to be a warrior to go to war.
0: Right. So I'm saying y- past that. I'm saying forget the soldier going to okay. war with passion. I, I want to step back But my daily
1: life. But even in daily life.
0: Daily life, we all need passion. We're, everything we do, sitting here Family, everything. Right, everything we do is with passion. But the verse that Zachariah is being told is, is, uh, is really different. He's being told, you got to remember it's God. You right. can have all your passion. You can have all your soldiers. You can have everything else. But it's going to be God, which means that I don't have to go fight. I don't have to make a war when no. God's ready to take care of me. He's going to take care of me. And I would hope, even though it's a little hard to imagine.
1: But I have to be ready for the
0: call. Of course you have to be ready for the call. But the people in 49 who said, we want, as we know that famous prophecy. And that prophecy says we're going to be successful in rebuilding the temple. And that prophecy says that there's going to be peace, which is really what they wanted. And as I can assure you, I'm sure Peter can assure you as well, that the state of Israel didn't say, you know, we sure hope we have a bunch of wars that we win over the next 50 or 60 years. was not their intention or goal. The intention and goal was we want peace. Always. And that, the olive branch and the menorah is saying, there could be peace, but it's because God says so.
1: Well, as you said, too, you know, and and we're going to hear a lot of this later on as Passover comes down the road and everything else. But, you know, not with uh, armies, not with strength, only with my spirit.
0: And my is God's spirit. My God's spirit. Right. Good. God's
1: spirit. Hashem. So that's the key factor to the whole peace at the end of the day.
0: And yeah, and I think I wonder its what becomes, you know, it's, this symbol was really an ancient symbol. Um, I, the what archaeologists is it? amazing. have found it.
1: I mean, this is, you're going back
0: 3,000 years, you know. But even, but you you also find that the world recognized this, because if you've ever been, and it's fascinating, it's still That's standing, right? Yes. right? The, the Arch of, of Titus, I believe it's called, in Rome, when Titus would destroy the second temple. When he marches back and they create this whole arch for the armies to march through, through. And they have a they have a a menorah that he's carrying with him, which also becomes quite fascinating that that's when you want and to show that you conquered Jerusalem and you conquered the temple, you're using the menorah you needed as the symbol. symbol
1: yeah, you needed the symbol to so show that victory symbol,
0: that symbol has been that symbol's been around right. more than just a while that's for sure. okay so. We've covered quite a bit. Yeah, I think we did pretty good. Um
1: I want to talk about David and Jonathan coming up.
0: Okay, we'll get to David and but Jonathan. I
1: need the letter of the day and the number that it represents.
0: Okay, now we do have a few minutes still if you would like to ask all these things we we like just scratch the surface. Well, we have the Ark and the Menorah, but you can call us still. We'll try to squeeze in at 844 999 9249 or I'll answer your your Facebook messages or emails at. Well, plex. I know that Dr. one of the
1: notes that we got earlier was, with everybody knowing the Star of David, being like the psychological symbol uh-huh. of it of Israel and the Jewish people, why was that never taken?
0: Taken where? When?
1: To, well, to be taken as the true symbol, and not the menorah.
0: Because I think in Israel they always understood, and as the history book, the I hope. But at least for a time, the standard history book is the Tanakh, is the Torah. That is your your history. I was reading a fascinating book by Michael Orrin actually. Mm. So when the Americans tried to help Egypt create their army, they realized they were illiterate. And if they were illiterate, they can't feel good about passion. Correct. They can't feel good about their about their country. Why are we fighting? So they created schools to educate so you can read, so you can learn about your country. And the Star of David is not in the history books. It's not in the Bible, really, to my knowledge. I'm sure some will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. sure I'm not wrong on this one. But the menorah is.
1: It's just fascinating that psychologically, and I do it that way, we see the Star of David everywhere. And we see the flags. We see El Al. We, everywhere you go, there's a Star of David around people's necks. Right? It became, I mean, it became jewelry, became an identification piece.
0: Maybe it's easier to make than a menorah. No, you don't. Like that. <laughs> okay, fine. it's tough when the candles Man. are burning. It's it, yeah, it's lit. <laughs> and it's a little, I don't know it lies it's nicely. It's a piece will break.
1: But it's just an interesting, you know, it's just yes. very, very interesting to see why uh, that happens.
0: Yes, but let's get in my. Whoa, whoa, I have a few minutes left. I got so many pictures, and Kelsey is not. But let's first, we'll see if my flower picture. Let's get our letter up there. Okay. So this week's letter is the eighth letter in the The alphabet. It is the Ches, ches. or the Chet, chet. as it may be known. And there it is. But I have my own paper because I can't read little print. I know. Um, It's a very fascinating letter because it's formed. By last week's letter. Yes. There's actually two Zions. That was last week with a roof. And then a little. Right? A we little, had hooks a and little. stuff. But it's, it's really two Zions. Right. Now, it happens to be that some, instead of two Zions, actually have a... two weeks ago's letter, a Vav. vav. And a Zion. Both are stick type letters. Correct. With a roof that forms the Ches. Numerically, it's eight. Mm-hmm. If we say that six is natural and seven is. Is spiritual like the Sabbath, the slave going free that year, the sabbatical year, eight. The number eight actually is above all of that. There's in what like, way? Well, there's seven heavens, and God it's above that right. heaven. There's okay. um, there's interesting. I- I'll say it if you could follow it. It's fascinating. You can read the letters to say as follows: Aleph bays in, in Aramaic oh. is is like I- I- Aleph bina, the first. Um, knowledge, meaning learning Torah, right? And Gimel Dalim, which means to be kind to the poor. Mm-hmm. And then hei vav is part of God's name. So if you learn Torah and you're kind to the poor, then the hei vav, which is part of God's name, will Zion, from the word Zun, will support you. And Chain is another Hebrew word with Ches, will find favor with you. you. So that's just a very interesting.
1: And I thought it was an Olympic thing. Olive, Beit, Gimel, Dalet. Our team is really solid. Go, Israel. No? it's such a
0: good one. I mean, you never... How come at camp I never I, heard I, that I, one?
1: That's all we had in camp. Unbelievable.
0: That one I never heard. That's a good one. Okay. But we got to get to our word of the week. So my word this week, there's a lot of words. Yes. Some of you think my word is chayim for life. That's not my word. My word this week is friendship. And the word for friendship is chaver. Chaver. A chother is a friend or a means means uh, means connection. I think
1: I have something for you.
0: You have something for me? I think I think I do here. Do we
1: have? I think we do. You know, there there was a great piece when we talk about friendship and why we can't, why. We...
0: Okay, I hear. I gotta it. turn it up a little bit. There it goes. It? I hear it. Hold on. Do I know this song? Hold Unlikely, on. by the way. Well, wait
1: a minute. Now wait a minute. Now here you go. You never heard this. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Come on. And Everybody, I'm looking at they're looking at blank faces. Oh around no! The here we go. Here.
0: Get ready. I'm ready, I'm ready.
1: You haven't heard this? I probably should have had him cut into this. We should cut what? into the but friendship get... part.
0: <laughs> See, now hey! Kelsey's happy. Everybody's, <laughs> Everybody's happy. Everybody's
1: happy. There you okay, go. but I wanted okay. to talk about two famous friends. Two famous friends.
0: And that would be the famous Jonathan and David. Okay. Historically, you have Jonathan is the son of King Saul. Mm -hmm. King Saul understands that his son is not going to be king because David's going to be king. So you have a father trying to tell his son that you can't be nice to this guy. (laughs) This guy is taking your kingship away. But Jonathan and David were the best of friends, such good friends that Jonathan helps David escape. He never tries to harm David. He only tries to help him right. when there were times where he could have taken care of him in not a good way. And they, they, they are the, the, the picture of friends, which I told you at the beginning, I just wanted to comment on it, um, why the New York Board of Education thinks it's a good idea to, um, to tell teachers and schools no more best friends you know, really loses what life is all about. We yeah, have a I, lot of friends. We're friendly with a lot of people. But everybody needs a best friend. You need that confidant like you said. Right. A David and Jonathan. Because that's what it's about. When, when the chips are down, I don't need a bunch of friends. I need my best friend. That's how I And your best friend
1: sometimes is closer than a brother or sister.
0: Sometimes. Yes. Right? And I was, how do you know who your best friend is? When your car breaks down and you're an hour drive away, who are you going to call? And if this guy will come out and drop everything to help you out, that's a best friend. There you so go. So the whole idea, oh, we are rolling, we are winding don't, down.
1: Don't look at the clock. Don't I worry couldn't about it. I could help it. Everybody was I'll boogie. look at the clock. You I, just enjoy. I'll tell
0: you why they were nervous. Why
1: were they nervous? Because
0: I think... Tony wants to tell me what he learned today.
1: Oh, I thought maybe we were telling, still talking about David and Jonathan. That the sundial was clicking away a little bit fast. It's
0: clicking away a little fast, but we're just going to ask real quick. Okay, Tony, there you go. Mike's, you learn today? Mike's on
1: for everybody. I thought the uh, Ark of the Covenant thing was actually very interesting. I did not realize that what it kind of resembled the fictional depiction of it um, in Indiana Jones. I, was really, I, knew, I, I <laughs> Our know it. movie buffs are in the I studio. Knew <laughs> it was gonna happen. I know it, I know it. Good. Kelsey, what
0: did you learn? I thought I, I, it was yeah, yeah. interesting that the person who tried robbing that store, that the owner didn't just call the police immediately and try to just get him locked up and that he gave him that chance to kind of step up and accept the blame on social media or not, because that guy
1: knew at that point everybody was going to know about him.
0: Cool, good, excellent. And I have your name right. Jake, I have your name. (laughs) So do we. (laughs) Cool. You can always listen. As we are getting ready to wrap up, I don't even think I have time for Peter to tell me anything today. No,
1: not today. Today, you know, today we wanted our studio, a group here, all three of them, Jake, Tony, and Kelsey, to share with us their thoughts. The listeners, once again, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, it's Let's Talk Torah yeah. and Sozavi. Another fast hour. What another can we say? Another fast
0: hour. And again, we'll thank all our sponsors and listeners. You know, I couldn't do without you. Of course, my production team this week, it's Jake. We got that right. Jake, Tony, and Kelsey. I hope I've left you with uh, some food for thought. Until next week, I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on New Radio Media. And until next week, don't forget to think about it.